This week on the Pushwallows podcast, we talk about the age ranges and what to focus on nutritionally and more so on training. We discuss programming in a bit of depth and calories and menus returns. And three, two, one, dance. You know, treadmills get you nowhere. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Dami. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? They do get you nowhere, both physically <laughs> and metaphorically. There we go. That In was general, the joke. You have to they're just it. useless. Why are they're you holding useless. your microphone like a radio DJ? Um, I just feel like if I speak a little bit softer but hold it closer, it might be less echoey in the room. Is that a thing? I don't know. Probably. You do have I feel like a... it's a bit too far away from here. I feel like yeah, it's maybe. A bit too far. You're usually fine. It's usually me that messes up on the microphone business. <laughs> like I use consecutively about seven different ones. No. I got my big boy. headphones. It's usually headphones that fuck up. Correct, yeah. I've gone back to my normal ones. And then I didn't realize until like about five to 10 minutes into the last podcast, I did have to apologize um, on the, the type because uh, I hadn't switched it over to my, my mic. I had it in like this stupid, like four quid Amazon ones. And I have no idea how much this microphone is. Um, more than four pounds, I'd assume. Yeah. Um, Safe yeah. to say that is more than four <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, I well, I'm going to put it up. Fuck it. Content's content. Got some feedback from yeah. it, obviously. Obviously, people still still loved us, um, even though they complained about... I didn't complain, do we? Just had some feedback. Feedback on the menus. I think people want to talk, us to talk about menus and stuff. But what's been going on in your world, mate? Not a lot. I want to hear the feedback. They're saying we're wrong. What are they saying? They're having a go at us? What's wrong? <laughs> it's a long, long-time listener, first-time caller um no i think we i think i've spoken to i i, I didn't say that idea is her name uh izzy anybody can call it izzy um yeah. quite previously actually was like um ps bring back the food reviews um maybe yeah. not just bars but cereals and snacks um well, there you go. There we go. So, and there has, has been a common theme. A couple of my new coaches have like listened back to some of uh, the old like protein. They were like, I love the protein bar review. I was like, yeah, Dan lives in a world of no protein bars now. So it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I could do cereals, but who wants to listen to us crunching cereal on a podcast? Apparently they do. <laughs> oh, That's the thing. So I think we should, I I think, because I'm a, I can look at the way people are, obviously. I'm assuming that still most of the people are in the UK listening to Dan. And we can go weird and wonderful treats from UAE. Really, you can get some, yeah, international, and then I've got to get some British thing, and just yeah, this is this is better. You know those kind of versus things that Lad Bible do, where it's like American snacks versus English snacks. I feel like we've got. I feel like English snacks have got this in the in in the bag for uh, yes, hundred (laughs) percent. It's going to be dates. Dan's going to get several types of dates, basically. Yeah, that's about all there is. Chocolate covered dates. Love a date, don't they? Love a date. They do. Do you know what they love here as well in all the supermarkets? Like they, so like we did this, we went around, this isn't a supermarket, but this is in like the markets is what we went to all the souks around, right? And they all sell the same spices. And like, obviously the souks are kind of like a touristy kind of vibe, right? So we were walking around and they're going, oh, do you want any of these spices? And all every single shop sells exactly the same spices. <laughs> every single like pot of the spices, like they're in like a, a big basket and it's all, always every single one of them perfectly full i'm like it doesn't look like you sell any of your spices so i'm not going to buy any from you like do you know what i mean i'm not going to buy anything from you but you go to supermarkets over here and they love doing a similar thing but like it's almost like self-serve like coffee beans mm. so they just have like big see-through canisters like pick a mix but with coffee beans and they're just like always shit coffee beans do you know like they're not good like um, but because they do Arabic coffee over here, and they obviously they infuse it with cardamom and things like that, it's um, it's quite unique, and the smells and stuff are quite um, are quite unique from that point of view. Um, so it's really um, it's really weird as you might say. So they all have like these huge pick and mix things full of spices, but then like down the down the like next aisle they have like it all in jars, and I'm like, well, I don't want a bag of 
cinnamon. You know, like, <laughs> I just find it a bit strange that like, they don't do like small jars and just leave it that. Like, it's almost like, because it's, I suppose, a more of a traditional thing for them to just yeah. buy it like that. You don't, you don't, you don't want to pick and mix that as well because you won't want to put it in the same bag. That's that's, well, no, exactly. that, that's spice yeah. rule number one. Um, well, it's five spice. So five spice, exactly. Yeah. No one knows yeah. what's actually the five spices are. Do you know that? You must know now. No, no idea. No, no it's Chinese, isn't it? The five spice. No, five, it is more, called Chinese five Chinese? spice, isn't it? Chinese five spice. Yeah. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Can't move for cinnamon now. You you just put cinnamon on everything. What else do they have? Cardamom. Yeah, cinnamon, cinnamon and cardamom, like a lot of cardamom and clove and things like that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, very unique tastes and like again for me, cardamom in coffee is not a, not a good one. Um, coffee? Oh no. Well, yeah, they mix it with the yeah, air. They make it. It's not good. Um, so yeah, it's not great. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, we 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 can bring back the, the eating eating stuff on the podcast if that. Oh, go on then if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> if we have to eat, I was planning on doing a little diet, but you know, for summer. It's nice and hot here now, Dan. It at least uh, reached about 16 today. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. good. It's, it's, it's getting hot here. Uh, yeah, you're, what, yeah, Dan's going to be like frazzled soon. It's, what, is it like 38, 39, something like that? Yeah, about that. 39, yeah, yeah. 40. That's, that's literal death in London when it's like mm. that. It's awful. Yeah, it would be even worse in London, 100%. Yeah, I still remember that day. I drove home from Dan's. Um, it was 30, it was like 38.2 degrees in London. I, I drove home from yours on that day from Bath to London and I, it was the sweatiest journey ever. It was just like, oh, it was yeah. gross. And then I went out like that evening to like a uh, bar and a nightclub-y kind of thing and it was underground. No air con. Awful. Oh, so bad. So bad. Yeah. Awful. See was- here, everything is set up for it. You see here, everything is set up for it. Yeah. So it's, it's really not a problem. And this is the thing I say to people, people say to me all the time, oh, how are you handling the heat or how are you dealing with the heat? And it's like, well, the whole country's built for it. It's not like the UK where it gets a bit hot because if it was like the UK all the time, no fucking way would I live here, no chance. <laughs> but it's not, like it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's different. I know it sounds stupid to say, but it's different heat. Like it's not the same. 32, 33 degrees here is beautiful. 32, 33 in London is horrific. Still yeah. horrific. So it's just like the whole thing. It's just different. It's just different. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about some content. Also, I got, uh, everybody wants to know, um, I, got a new, I got a new golf driver. So that's exciting. And that's in my world. And uh, yeah. so that, that is exciting though, Tom. That's that exciting, exciting in my life. In general. I mean, yeah. that's the, that's basically, I've literally been, Dan was like, You've been sold hook, line, and sinker. Um, yeah. <laughs> I walked in. There's a, there's a there's a brand new club that's just come out that everyone's raving about, everyone's talking about, and Tom came out with it. Of course, he did. that was inevitable. I walked cool. in, literally said, I don't want this one. Um, I want something else, probably most likely. And I'm a data guy. I spent an hour. I sold it to you. The guy and the guy, just he just saw me and was <clears> like, <throat> you want this one? It's red. Red, <laughs> oh, I'm Isn't sold. It? I was like, oh. shit, it is red. You are right. You so got good. sold the dream. Sold the dream. Stealth. Do you, you know? You know what? The head cover looks a bit pikey. To be fair, I've, I prefer my uh, tightless head cover. So it oh, might be dear. getting a different head cover. No. What? A and I'm a serial head cover loser. Um. So yeah, that will probably be lost at some point. I'm sure. Yeah. It's mainly off my putter. My putter loses head cover all the time. Anybody wants to make? Careful enough. I'm not careful. Not enough. Right. Careful enough. I literally throw it at people. Like I, I think I throw it at Dan basically when uh, when we're playing golf. But my putter cover because yeah. I just I find it funny. Um, anyway, we're then going to some fitness. I guess. Well done to everybody. Um, also, my students over the weekend. <laughs> I did not. Everybody was like, "Oh, why weren't you working on Monday?" I got crap ton of emails from mentees i was like just doing seminars from 10 till 7 p.m saturday and sunday so unfortunately i'm gonna have monday off sorry sorry guys i did put an out sorry loud day off. <laughs> check my calendar it there was no bookings hence i was probably uh not working so yeah there you go yeah unfortunately <clears throat> so it was good everybody was lovely um took a, a full full pass rate of course um that was lovely what is it daniel and i'm sure you've been witness to this is so i do these courses out so we have a little deal with pure gym um you might heard of it 
And um, we go use the St. Paul's one, which is actually okay. But what is it? I'm, I'm unsure on whether this is a pure gym member kind of vibe, but they're all a little bit annoyed that people are kind of there and learning and doing an educational session. They all seem a bit pissed off that people are kind of in their way and a bit, whereas I feel like, and I have 100% hosted stuff at third space before and people are usually incredibly accommodating when they see PTs getting educated and furthering their careers and all this kind of stuff. Most of the members piss thoroughly pissed off that we were anywhere near them. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's the whole thing. I think I wonder if it's about mentality of just like, you know, when people talk about when you have low, um, low cost products, they get the most complaints, you know, mm. rather than high cost products and stuff. Like that. I think it's one of them. I think it's a bit of that just attracts that crowd of people, you know, just attracts that crowd where people are like that because I know plenty of people to go to who've been to a pure gym and are like, oh, I couldn't stand it, couldn't stand the people yeah. that. I'd rather pay more and go somewhere else. And they just, and again, you pay more and you don't have to deal with 100%. it. 100%. Yeah, I just didn't like it. There was this one old guy that's always there when I'm there and he's just like beating, like, like just staring at us. Like, why the hell are you here? I'm like, I just yeah. wanted to turn from like, I'm sorry, these people want to further their careers and uh, no. just invest in themselves. Is that bad for you? <laughs> are we in your way no. for your adductor session P apologies oh uh, yeah sitting yeah. on your abductor and adductor machine beady eye <clears throat> do, do any crunches in between on your phone probably of course uh, yeah, yeah all that kind of stuff that is quite fun actually because yeah it is a, a place of uh ludicrous exercise as well so which is fantastic mm. so. <laughs> Always. cream of the crop there's and it, it is a place where people don't put their weights back it is annoying Oh, yeah. endless endless arm workouts as well oh, oh yeah All one lad was he was there for it must have been two hours still just training arms and there was one lad that was there he was there the whole time i was teaching like must have been like four hours worth of a session i'm like go home please go away like yeah. it's nice yeah, you, outside you, you did enough three hours ago stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. it's fine anyway all right um we then discussed a topic we, well, two topics, actually. One we didn't get round to last week and one we did get round to. But um, yeah, we, we have a avid listener um, who wrote to me and I asked permission to talk about it. Um, I didn't ask permission to read word for word, but it's all right. We'll, we'll be fine. And then, um, yeah, I'll just talk about a bit of writing programs because obviously me and Dan had... Just a discussion about um, obviously Stridest, um, which has just come out. And unfortunately, Dan and Mike are going to do some sort of week of learning mm. group stuff. I've resisted yeah. so much to troll on on like all the posts about you and on you there. I know Luke's doing one. And uh, yeah, Suk hasn't asked me to come on, so... I mean, you control Luke is fine. I mean, don't worry about it. I'll try Luke, but, I'm, but I was just, I'm, I don't think, because there, there's obviously people, some people will know there's a connection between me and you. Yeah. And, uh, but some people will just think I'm being plain rude. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I've trolled you into your DMs a couple of times, and that's about it. Um, and I really want to troll you in the thing. So I might like, I might just come on a live and just, yeah, be really awkward. Yeah, just do it, mate. Why not? It's always fun. <laughs> always fun when that happens. But yeah, no, we're talking about like, because um, we're going to switch over all our group coaching group stuff. Group coaching. So which I don't know about, anything about, so yeah, I'd probably how listen we're, to yeah. How we're doing that. Um, why it's useful for that as well, I suppose, to certainly be. Yeah. Mm. Group coaching from an online point of view, not lots of classes. Correct. Mm. <laughs> as a count of your... Uh, we seen dead doing it. real. Oh, um, yeah. Was I the only one that you asked whether you're okay? <laughs> I was like, yeah. is Dan having a breakdown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So strange. Yeah. I it, felt like I was having a breakdown watching the girl do the class that inspired it. Fuck oh, me. really? Like, oh, wow. Were you at a gym? Were you at a facility when? Uh... I was like, so I thought about doing that a little while for a little while. Like, the, I've been, you know, I slag off gym classes all the fucking time. <laughs> but I've been thinking about doing a little skit for a little while. And then I just was like, oh, I was like, oh, whatever. And then I was at the gym and I just saw her doing this class. And it was one of those where it kind of like tipped me over the edge because she'd made every, she'd made the staff there move pretty much every single bit of cardio equipment into this area so they could do the class. So they had skiers, they had bikes, they had everything you could think of that could be moved was moved in for this class, right? And um, it was quite a full class. There's probably about 25, 30 people. 
all of varying abilities, obviously, and, and ages and all that sort of shit. And it was just the, the, the exercises she had them doing were too easy for me to piss out of. I just couldn't help myself. So she had one, she clearly like had run out of ideas, right? This is what the whole thing <laughs> at the end. I was like, oh, she clearly ran out of time and all this sort of stuff. But anyway, so one of the filler exercises was they were just standing holding a weight plate over their head. Not two dumbbells, Tom, or anything like that. A weight, a weight plate, plate. Which, you, which you hold in the middle, which you hold, and the weight goes over your head. <laughs> hold up, up, up like that. And I was like, mm, that's not doing anything um, for anyone. Um, so she did, so she, that was a filler exercise, number one. Number two was that everyone was doing box jumps, and like I saw people not being able to jump high enough onto the box, and she just said, just try harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, at which point, this was 45 minutes into the class while they were doing box jumps. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Well, great. Great. Oh, course, boys. Definitely. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then there was... Um, also, then they were on the bike and they were doing like the press and then push off the bike because they were pedaling. Do you know, like the press ups on the bike? <laughs> yeah, of course. Awesome. Why, why of course. would you combine those? And yeah. then and then she clearly, <laughs> clearly, clearly, because I, I know what I'm doing, had finished the whole circuit and realised there was still five minutes left. Like clear as day, she'd finished it, right? And she made them all sprint on the spot for 30 seconds and then rest for 30 seconds, then sprint on the spot for 30 seconds, then rest for 30 seconds. And I was just sat there like, "Mm, you've just made that up on the spot. (laughs) You've run out of, you've just realized you've got five minutes and you can't stop yet. And I was just like, that happens in gyms up and down the fucking country in the UK, Dubai, everywhere. And it just, it pains me because people... And there was another one about an hour before that. Um, and no, the day before that, sorry, when I went to the gym the day before. And this, this girl comes in and look, she's got a good physique. Like she's got a good physique. No doubt about that, right? Yeah, I'll leave it there. But you can imagine. Good physique, right? And she does like a glute class with all these girls, all these women that come in, right? And they just spend the whole class on this mat with a glute band. And I'm looking at this girl <laughs> and I'm like, you did not get your physique doing any of this. Right. right. You weight train. You can tell you weight train. I, it's fucking obvious. And I just feel like it's a bit like girls are doing it because she's looks good and they want to look like her or whatever, all that sort of stuff. But it's that whole promotion of these classes, like they're doing something and then just not. And I just hate to think how many people have wasted that much money going to that. If you went to that class for a year, once a week for a year and you paid 10 pounds, that's 520 quid that you could have spent on getting someone to teach you how to squat properly, hip thrust properly, RDL properly. And if you did that for a year, your figure, your glutes, whatever you want to work on, obviously they'll have to work on glutes, right? Obviously would look a million times better. And that's the frustration is people pulling the wool over the rise and doing the whole, and the thing with classes is people feel like they're doing something, but they're not like, they're not actually doing anything that's actually beneficial. And like, I always get this retort of like, oh yeah, but fitness and like you get fitter. Well, define it, define fitter, define what that means. What are you talking about? Because do you get fitter? Do you? Because if by def- if you're saying, well, you get out of breath and you, your cardiovascular health improves, go for a run. It's safer, miles safer than doing any of that shit. Go for a run. Same thing, cheaper, more effective. You might um, as well just yeah, sit on the assault bike. That's the safest yeah, option. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, and that, that's including gym membership. You have to pay for that. And so it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's bullshit because the other thing is people aren't going there to get fitter. They're going there because they're doing a, a hit class, which again is uses weights or they're doing the glutes class because they want to get better glutes. It's not doing it to be fitter. And I, I think it's as close to people getting ripped off as, as you can get like in that sort of space in the, in the, in the gym it's like meal plans. It's the same thing. It's the same sort of thing for, for the, for the training side of it. Um, yeah. One in a hundred might be able to stick to it and get a half decent results or because of what they're doing outside of that meal plan. So outside of that training, they might be doing extra stuff. I just don't know anyone that goes to these classes and gets better because of it. I don't, I don't know anyone that gets better. And I put, I made fun of it and someone commented, Oh yeah, but it's not just about getting a better physique. Is it sometimes about being fitter? No bullshit. As we've just discussed bullshit bullshit um people don't do those classes to get fitter if you want to get fitter you actually use something that is tangible that has data that you can prove to yourself that you're getting fitter that's not what that is because it varies every single time and you can't tell your progression whereas yeah. if you were to actually get fitter on an assault bike or on a bike you'll be able to see the numbers and the times and you'd know that the rest periods were the same and the work periods were the same and you'd be able to then use that data to compare whether you're getting fitter you can't do that with classes 
Um, oh, I feel fitter doesn't count. Um, yeah, and I think the thought that they also bite back is what people uh, say will be like, oh, but I'll lift slightly heavier weights next time, or that kind of thing. No, you won't. No, you no, you won't. No, you won't. No, or no, if you, you do, you'll be. Will. Or if you do, it'll be with ridiculously yeah, bad form and bad. ridiculous fatigue, and you're gonna hurt yourself. Because I have yeah. I have uh, clients and stuff that do these things, but I'm, I'm they're fully aware of what I think of them and why I would like. Yeah, of course you can go do them, but. Like, I just want you to just have heart rate up and pick a weight that you feel comfortable with. At. I was like, you like the buzz, you like the kind of environment. And I've got nothing against that, but they're also coming to me and they're just lifting fucking heavy. And they know that that's what they yeah. do when, when they come and see me. And that's it. I'll be like, yeah, we're not doing wasting our time doing any and, conditioning. And, and that's and, what goes out of my it. programming. Yeah. And I get it if you're, if you enjoy it, you know what, if you enjoy going there and getting beasted and like, great. That's, that's a, again, all more credit to you for, for being that person who's prepared to do that because you're going to get no benefit other than that out of it. That's great. Crack on. It's the fact that people are going to these classes to get more benefit than just that. And they always come up, oh, but I enjoy it. Okay, like, you enjoy it. That's great. But will you enjoy it in a year's time when you haven't seen any progress? You haven't seen any, any sort of change? Because what people do to these classes is they do it because they enjoy it. They enjoy it because they can then feel like they can go out and have an all-you-can-eat brunch. I'm like, well, it's not doesn't offset that like it's not enough calories burnt um regardless of what the fucking shitty heart rate thing says you've done you haven't <laughs> um and it, it's just i just don't like the culture of them and um i might go in a bit harder on them next time i might go f- even further because it's like the whole ben bruno thing with the with the burpees it's the same thing it's just like no it's just the worst way to do fitness it's not a good way to do it. if you're going to do the yeah. effort of putting that time aside each week be better. Like you can do so much better than that. But something, yeah, you kind of invested in, you tr- obviously taking an interest. It's kind of just like, oh, yeah. why not be better? Yeah. Why not achieve more with that time? It's just silly. We can, we can jump onto that uh, in terms of programming, right? And then, um, cause this is something that obviously with, um, our collectors, the, uh, mentorship group for the PT guys and programming is a, a nerdy topic I like talking about, but, I think, yeah, uh, most of the people have been like, yeah, this is it. This is what I do. And there's still a lot of, obviously, this podcast is called Pushable Legs. That does not mean that me and Dan train Pushable Legs. Very rarely, I think, yeah. that if we do, we actually program or train that way. Um, it was just kind of a, a thing when we named it. Um, yeah, and there's still a lot of, unfortunately, like splits happening and overcomplicating um, kind of basic programming. Um, just just for the general public and general population, and it was it was so funny because Ben Bruno put up a, a notes post. Uh, I think it must have been a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like, "That is literally my template. What he has written. That is literally what I would write for probably eighty percent of my clients. I just have a fair a little bit of a niche for." some of the trainers that I train that I'll be like doing certain things with them instead of like if they've got a goal orientated thing, but most of the general population and just get your notepads out. This is really simple. Okay. Just how to not. And I think um, I actually just filmed a uh, a loom thing just like Dan did um, on our, uh, it's an email capture. Let's not be blunt blunt about it. Um, Dan did one about doing his programming. I've done one, a presentation on flexible training and flexible programming, um, which should be out at some point um, to everybody on the PT collective email. So, and if you really want a blunt way of me doing, I literally show how to do a flexible training program and how to be interchangeable and how it's so fucking easy. But yeah, if I'm doing a general population program, I set aside 10 minutes to warm up cool they've got 10 minutes to do what the fuck they like their two prerequisites are to mobilize their t-spine and mobilize their hips and then do some squats and body weight shit and then move their thorax around that's normally some sort of cable row cool so all they gotta do then they'll probably throw a med ball around if they need to um that's it this is in layman's terms if i and then the actual programming like strength-based work will be two exercises paired main exercise supplementary exercise there's no break in between those two um and guess what it will be if i've got a heavy upper thing or my main thing is upper then the other one will be lower if it is vice versa 
it will be main one will be lower then the other one will be an upper exercise so simple um and i don't really care what's happening on the second one it's kind of there as not filler but volume okay and then that will probably be four to five sets of stuff because i'm really like trying to get somebody overloaded particularly in that muscle group and then i move on to for the general public is usually a triplet of exercises which will be the opposite lower i did the opposite upper i did and some core or carry work that's it and that is volume no breaks just boom 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 and the last bit is conditioning pick something and do that with arms that is general public training general population training in a nutshell um how to it's basically bit of power mobility bit of strength bit of volume bit of conditioning every bucket filled mm-hmm. off we go and then if we want to specialize we just manipulate something we don't particularly need as much so for example i need to get a bit more strong cool all right maybe we change the volume on the volumey mobility bit cool we put an extra heavy bit there i want to get bigger arms oh we put an extra arm exercise into the filler and you make it flexible that way oh yeah i think obviously people overcomplicate and then they start then their mind goes mad when you talk about kind of periodization and it's like it's not simple linear periodization is fine it's boring but it's fine um you don't have to go into certain days i know one of my lads has got like uh, an undulating wave at the moment so his he trains three times a week only three times a week shocking everybody that seems to be i'm talking to trains like five all their clients seem to train five times a week I'm like, what i don't have many clients train five times a week. <laughs> i've i know but i feel like from how i'm speaking to them um, these trainers i think their their clients are training five times a week because they've told them to train five times a yeah. week not because yeah, yeah. i'd rather get you having good effort and i'd rather you spend four quality sessions in there or three awesome sessions in there rather than five meh sessions and i'm like i don't think you're working the intensity i certainly would if i was training five times a week don't have the time number one or don't want to have the time um and i won't be able to hit the intensity no chance absolutely no chance um, I did review uh, one thing actually, because Mo Farah was on bit of attention, um, was on um, uh, the Great British Bake Off, the celebrity one, and then mm. uh, me and Chloe, Chloe was like, oh, like what did he? He never won, right? And I was like, Mo Farah, are you are you fucking joking? He was like, yeah, he never won the marathon. And I was like, what about the other other four Olympic gold medals he won for the five and ten k? Yeah. yeah, those ones yeah. and like six world titles. She was like. Oh, did he? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was pretty good. <laughs> he's all right. Uh, he's, he was the most, I think he's the most decorated, like, um, like long distance athlete ever or something like that. She was like, oh, that's weird. Um, and then we de- I decided to Google, like, I was like, what is Mo Farah's training regime? Like when he was winning all those world titles, you know how many times he trained a week? 15. I think it was 15 to 17 times he would be out and active and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure I can find this. Um, but in those sessions, right, he'd only do... Um, he'd only... There we go. Oh, Mo Farah's base training. There we go. He'd only do two S&C sessions, which is pretty crazy. But like... What was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so... 15 training sessions, two gym, two massages. And then, but it's bonkers. He's training like two to three times a day. And it was like 10 mile recovery run <laughs> in the morning. And then a six mile run in the afternoon and a four mile warm up. And then, sorry, a- but 10 miles and recovery run do not go. In the same <laughs> yeah, I know. 12 mile tempo run. And then a three mile cool down SNC session. And then a six mile recovery run. That's in one day bonkers in it and he did just repeats that basically throughout he does 135 miles per week on average oh i couldn't think of anything worse. anything work get a car jesus christ yeah, yeah. no <laughs> anything actually worse anything than worse that. but it just it just it just shows you like what, what people will do for training and it's like you don't have to do that that's his job jesus christ scale it back <laughs> Three times a week, four times a week is perfectly fine. And then the lack of people doing full body training is mind boggling. 
mind-boggling, Daniel. But we can talk about mm. now because um, we'll talk about we'll talk about the calories um, at the end of the show. So the calories on menus um, because we'll discuss that little topic. But what we were meant to talk about, we will give some general advice if you're of the ages or what people are maybe focusing on or what we think people should be focusing on through the ages from, I don't know, 11. We don't train many people, 11 year olds, do we? But no. I guess we can, we can have an opinion on it. You will soon have an 11 year old at some point. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Training and nutrition, Daniel. What's, what's the first category? If we were to get a, um, a questionnaire in that age category thing, what is it normally? Mm. I guess up to 18, isn't it? Yeah. Up to 18. What would you train I mean, up to 18? I just, uh, I just. Uh, what would you focus on nutritionally? I just wouldn't treat them any differently than I treat an adult. I know it sounds really bonkers, but I just wouldn't. Nutritionally, they still need to know the basics like protein, vegetables, fruit. After that, go wild. Like don't, don't really care. Like again, you grow in, you need the calories, like eat, eat. Do you know, like, don't worry about it. If you're training and if you're training, you're active, eat, like, you'll be fine. Like, there's not really any huge problems with that. Um, I just don't think you can create, I don't think it's worth creating poor relationships with food in people at that age for playing recreational sport. I just think it's just not worth it. So yes, you want them to know about protein and fruit and veg, but that's just good health in general. For I don't care who you are, how old you are. That's just, you need, that's just smart. Focus on those things first. In terms of training, again, I wouldn't, this is where the whole, like, I don't know if we touched this before, haven't we? But it, people worry about weight training in kids, but they don't understand that they are experiencing forces far greater than they would in the gym out playing with their friends, <laughs> like just every day. Um, and you need to prepare them for that. And the easiest way to prepare them for that is in a controlled environment with external load. Um, yes, you're not, you're not going to maybe put a barbell on an 11 year old and expect them to squat four times their body weight or whatever, but you can give them medicine balls and dumbbells and things to hold and be more powerful and absorb force and train their core and train their ability and their shoulder position and shit like that. If it makes them, it's going to make them better as an adult. If they understand all that stuff now, like they're much easier to mold as a youngster in terms of what they can learn and the skills they can achieve and all those things. I just think that it, it's weird, but I think in our, in our society, we just treat children so delicately and they're not, they're fucking so robust and they're so fucking resilient. Um, I remember when I was a kid, the amount of times you fall off your bike, you hurt yourself and stuff. And it's only because as an adult, you know, it really fucking hurts that it annoys that you get worried about it, but kids get bounced up and they just bounce back up again. And um, I think you want to create an environment whereby they get stronger bones, stronger muscles, stronger joints. And the way they do that is by having external load and practicing the movements. They're going to experience playing sport every day. Um, I just think it's really over. People are just overcautious. Parents are really overcautious. Understandably, again, I'm a parent. I get it. You're overcautious, but I wouldn't be from a sporting slash gym perspective. Like, no, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to. I think you're going to get like a, some sort of super dosage whilst they're going through puberty as well. I feel like that's mm -hmm. going to be like a boom, a big. Big. Yeah. That's obviously like I'm just theorizing over that. That's that's not research driven. I would just imagine. I I, I genuinely wish that my my dad was interested in the gym when I was 15. Oh yeah, same. Yeah. Fucking brilliant that would be if you knew what you were doing, like and how to go about it and what to do safely. Like you would see, and it's probably why you're seeing. I think we we're starting to see, or I've started to see. You may not see it quite as much. Is like a lot more really young bodybuilders getting on the scene. Um, and, and looking, looking big and looking, and, and a lot of the people who coach them are saying they're looking like more mature and stuff than, than, than they would do normally. I think it's because they get into it at such a young age now. Yeah. And again, that's a different story. Bodybuilding is different entirely, but the premise is there. If you start at 13, 14, because your dad does it, well, yeah, chances are you're going through that process of puberty. You're going to be in a position where come 20, yeah, you're going to look better than most 25 year olds do um from that perspective so you, you do have a, a slightly longer career in that sort of thing and i've got no doubt the same thing would apply to speed and power um and mm. strength like it just makes sense like you only have to look at charlie woods the golf you know tiger woods's kid the, the kid can fucking hit a ball far because <laughs> like, what he's done is he's just copied his dad 
he's just done what his dad's done. And you can see it a mile off. You can see it that he's been in the gym. You can guarantee he's been doing gym sessions with him. You can guarantee it looking at the way he strikes a ball, the way he plays. Um, and, and I think we're going to start seeing that generation come through soon, which is they've been around people whose parents, you know, they've been around parents who are successful, do these things and, and have passed it on. Um, that's what I think. Yeah. All right. From that ages, I guess, is it 18 to 25? Ish. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the next age group. Um, fucking train. Yeah. I think it's make, even more so put load for yourself. Like really yeah, make the like, most of your ability to recover. Yeah. Make the most of your ability to recover, make the most of your ability to have, uh, to be extremely active uh, and, and again, eat, eat, eat food, like get big, train <laughs> heavy, all the volume. Don't worry about how you look so much. Don't worry about your body fat levels. Um, because then I would worry about that in the 25 to 34 bracket is when I would be like, Cool. You built your foundation, you're good, you're powerful, you're strong. Um, and then after that, and I'd do all the volume then, I'd be doing it five days a week then. That's when I'd be doing yeah, it five yeah. days a week, I'd be smashing it. And then as you go into 25 to 34, you go right three days a week, full body, focus on strength, focus on moving well, reducing body fat, keeping your nutrition tight, watching your alcohol intake. Um, and same as you go through to the next, to be fair, you could, you could. Go from 25 to fucking 45, 45, really. Thing. Yeah, I think I'd blend um, all the way up. Yeah, I've got like, mm-hmm. and that the, the, I've got like 50 plus year old lads that are doing, and girls to be fair, that are doing exactly the same things I program for 30 year old lads. Exactly. The Anything same I would thing. say is, is I would say about when you start breaking that 50 plus bracket, is the people that I train who are there, they wish they'd got rid of the fat a lot earlier. Like, mm-hmm. just don't leave it too late. Like, and again, with the training and with all that sort of stuff, like I'm fairly confident barring any huge issues in my life that I will not ever be the size of my dad. When I get to that age, I just won't, I just wouldn't allow it to, to happen because I know what I know. And I would imagine my quality of life will improve because of it. Um, and I think, I think that's a key thing is that I think if you slowly go through the ages as you get older, you you see yourself gaining weight each and every year. It's just for me, it's like nip that in the bud and get get a handle on it because you'll thank yourself by the time you get to 50, 60. Because I think a lot of people um, grow old because they actually they actually stop giving a shit earlier um, when they're forties. You know, they stop giving a shit and it catches up with them so quick. And I think that a lot of people that you see who are older, who look good. And you look at them and go, there's no way they're 55. Or there's no way they're... It's because, well, guess what? They're not... They tend... Again, this is just generalization. They tend not to be overweight, number one. Exactly, yeah. And number two, you can bet your bottom dollar they're still pretty active and they train hard. It's not... It doesn't take a genius to work it out. It doesn't take a genius to work it out. Like, um, and I think that's the, the key thing. And, and I know a lot of them have got money. A lot of them are celebrities and stuff like that. But there's plenty of people that you see as well. I, I see a few in Dubai, like, playing golf and stuff. And you go up to someone and they're like... Oh, I'm 52 and I'm looking at them like, fuck no, you look older than that because of how overweight they are and you know, whatever. And then you meet some people who are like, oh, I'm 60 and I'm like, fuck are you 60? Like, and then they're trim and they train well yeah, and they yeah. move and they're still walking around and they're still, you know, it's a real generalization, but I do think that it's really not talked about enough in that losing the weight earlier in your life gives you a better quality of life for a lot longer. Um, people don't, don't want to hear it, unfortunately, because they're too busy enjoying the here and now, which again, I understand. But yeah. And I think, yeah, the same training principles kind of, they, they probably slow down slightly because maybe the recovery is a little bit slower post like, yeah, into the fifties. Mm-hmm. That's about yeah. it. Um, and so you've got to think all but would the- you, Would you still focus on, again, from a, 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 I suppose, a longevity point of view, would power and strength still be key, more key than volume? A thousand percent. Power is yeah. the most key. Um, cause power generating is power. the generating power is the most key. And it's the thing that fucks off most in old age. It's that people talk about reversibility of strength and not being strong and all this kind of stuff. And yet the absorption of force over basically getting your bone mineral density to be like high and be able to fall and catch and absorb impact is the issue that people get, um, kind of injured and have falls and break their hips and all this kind of bad stuff. Um, it's not because they weren't particularly strong, but it's particularly because they weren't be able to absorb the force that they had. Yes, giving you strength does, but I can guarantee a strong man over like a gymnast who's going to absorb more relative force is going to be that gymnast. Um, 
but they're not going to be as absolutely strong as a strong man. So yeah, it's power and it's all relative. And people think power. It's actually, yeah, because I think I think power is the wrong term. And we discussed, I discussed this uh, last week with, um, I think it was like Chris Toombs and Lloyd. Um, Chris Toombs is like play guy, former Leicester Tigers, SNC. And then Lloyd uh, is the SNC for Charlton. And we were just we were just talking about it and we we're like, it's the wrong terminology. Power scares people and people don't understand it. Because power is yeah. a formula. It's speed times strength, right? So it's just yeah. like really it should we should na- rename power to force absorption or something mm. like that, or force production. Um yeah, unfortunately, because that's what lays into it. We still need strength, but you'll yeah. still be strong from moving something with intent. I ask for intent intensity intent of movement more than i feel like strength really nobody's doing like to be fair i did make someone do like a three rme thing today it wasn't a free a strict three rm though because he's doing three sets of threes it was mm. but it was near near max capabilities like 90 percent. so and he's like 52 i think something like that. So my goal for him is to get a double body weight deadlift he's never been anywhere close to that before and we're so close we're mm. literally about eight kilos away so i was like all right we're gonna hit a double double body weight deadlift for triples at the age of 52 to 55 i think somewhere, somewhere around there it's not too bad it's not too bad too fair yeah not a lot of people will say that um a double body weight deadlift in at that age so yeah strong absolute ceo character though uh that's the only thing <laughs> <laughs> work okay thanks Nick yeah. <laughs> um, alright so that's a generalisation is yeah I guess volume learn to fucking move put a little bit of load through at the start junk volume train as like hell eat up until the age of like I guess 25 to 30 somewhere in between there then start taking your recovery a little bit more seriously because you're probably going to need to be strong powerful and all that kind of fun stuff to help you absorb force as you get older um yeah and yeah i guess you, you start watching what you're eating a little bit more but i think that's because yeah you should so it doesn't kind of roll in through the years wonderful daniel yeah. all right last last topic let's uh, let's go through this so the food menu calorie thing obviously we gave our view um what was our view the kind of it was it was all in all a good thing yeah all in all, a good thing for the most of the population. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So uh, we got, I enjoy your podcast with Dan most weeks and find your chats and banter quite amusing. I was listening about your opinions on the new calorie rules on menus. And while I could understand all your opinions, so understands us, I have found many people who are the, uh, I'm using air quotes, target population. Um, many have not even realized calories are on the menus um, are a new feature or still feel they will eat what they want because they are out for food and want to enjoy what they want. What, they, what are your opinions and advice on those from disordered food relationships and eating disorders who are the ones who feel guilty and calorie obsessed and now it's unavoidable on menus? So I don't know, I was like, can we discuss? And then she's like, yeah, sure. Um, I actually feel really strongly about it. It's coming away from my own poor relationships with food without real pushing and calling myself out, potential push me back into it. Um, I feel like all places should have a menu available that doesn't have um, calories on. Um, so they can uh, they don't have to notice that, that the calories are on there. What are we thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, obviously I sympathize like hugely with that situation. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, the, the hardest thing is that you can't set a national standard for doing things and, and please everyone. Number one, you just can't do it. You, no it's way. impossible. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, again, the data, which people have to go off, um, which is based around, I guess, obesity, diabetes, heart attacks, cardiovascular health, death from those things and, and the issues that they cause, I wouldn't know the exact numbers, but I would imagine it would be astronomically more than, than, than people who suffer from, from eating disorders and, 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 and the like. And unfortunately, that's how government 
things are decided because uh, they kind of have to be like they can't sit there and listen to, to everyone's issues and problems and whilst i agree that there may be some people in that target market who will not pay attention and won't care and won't do anything they're also the first people to say i didn't know and now they can't say that and the government you know the government can turn around and say well look we've given you this guidance and you've not used it like that's not really our fault you know it's, it's there in black and white but i also think that that people like that will say that stuff, but eventually when their time comes where they are able to lose weight or they do want to think about it, they may pay attention. May not right now, but they may have one too many pizzas and go, hang on a minute. Like that is quite a lot of calories actually. And if that can help again, just one in 10 people, I I don't know. Is that still more people than it helps than it, than it hinders in terms of the, not knowing the calories on it from a, you know, from an eating disorder background. Like I don't know the numbers. And like I said, I really sympathize. And I think in the fitness industry, we are, we do see a lot more of the, or hear a lot more of the story of disordered eating and and eating disorders. And we do get people say that regularly, but unfortunately, um, again, as a percentage in the world, it, it's not as big of an issue as obesity is, for example, um, as harsh as I has to say, and, and like to say out loud, I appreciate it doesn't probably sound great coming from me, but um, that's what governments and things like that have to take into account, unfortunately. Because, yeah, I guess what uh, they have to take into account, and usually these decisions that are on a big widespread basis are, obviously this is in the UK, right? So this is to take away strain and financial strain on the NHS um, so that people who have got essentially they're trying to they're actually trying to like treat the kind of root cause instead of treating the symptom of like cv disease heart disease and all that kind of stuff maybe we if we, we can yeah. stop some people here they won't be needing and, us further down the line and that's and obviously it's, it's a long game um yeah and it won't it's that's the that's the that's thing, the it's, thing. The long, it's the long game right and and it, it, it is it is a long game and also it is a case of i i said this the other day to someone i was like imagine if they'd have said on the menus that we're going to tell you which meals are low carb or not, everyone would have kicked off. But at, <laughs> at least, at least they, they've, they've gone with the, well, we know calories are king from we a know calories point of view. So yeah, yeah. at least they've kind of like got that right. Again, imagine if they'd have gone, oh, this has got too much sugar in or too many car, you know, people would have been, they'd been even more uproar. And then, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. who knows? Well, that's what, like they can't do right for doing wrong is what I'm trying to say. You know, they're always going to upset somebody. And look, whether in the short term, again, I know it's not helpful advice. I know it's not you know great, but if you've got an eating disorder and you you are comfortable eating out in restaurants, perhaps you go out of your way to go to restaurants that are smaller where they don't have to put the calories on menus and things like that. Again, I know it's not ideal. I know it's not perfect. And, but I'm just thinking of, of, you know, off the top of my head, I know it's only the bigger brands that are doing it. I know that some, some smaller ones are, are doing it anyway. Um, whether some brands and some companies will offer, the menus that without calories on for those who do have, have eating disorders, whether that's something that you can like, you can ask for a gluten-free menu, whether that's something that you can ask for. Um, I don't know, but I don't know if that's a thing or if that could be introduced. I don't see why not. I don't see how that would be difficult. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, whether, I don't know whether you, you don't look at the menu, you go with someone and they read the menu out to you without the numbers on, do you know, I don't know. I'm just, it's not ideal, obviously. Yeah. Right. But it's, Unfortunately, like I said, unfortunately, I think you just play. Point. You have to just have to play menu roulette, and you just close your eyes, and then yeah, pick some and just go. Dush. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, but I, I agree with you. It's tough. It is tough. Um, but likewise, it's it's. I don't think it's going to change anything. So uh, you know, I think you rather than worrying about whatever it, what it might trigger or whether it triggers we, we have to come up with the solutions for those people now to deal with the situation that is that is there and it's there so let's stop worrying and talking about whether it's right or wrong it's happened it's not going anywhere yeah, now yeah, yeah. so we need to figure solutions for you guys that, that that are worried by that sort of stuff and triggered by that sort of stuff to come up with solutions to help with that and again i'm not an expert in that area so i can't I just said off the top of my head real quick, but we, we um, both me and myself and Dan don't come from that background as well. So the whole, I don't know. Yeah. Eating disorder kind of stuff. I would, I don't touch. I go refer out 
that's not me refer out i'm like I, and i i don't even i like so even with want, nutrition like i, I would don't... love to help you but i i will not do a good job so there are far far better people <laughs> that, 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 are, that are definitely skilled in it who may give a better answer and better advice to, to this sort of stuff um but the only thing i would say is that i can imagine i say this but when these sorts of things get get put out they do have to consider these people and there's no way that there's not someone in that committee that's Correct, gone yeah, what yeah. about uh, what about people that suffer with that do you know they would have it would have been something i think would have been talked about and again it's that whole thing of it's the majority and go well actually look look at the data and they would have looked at the data and gone yeah cool. well, look, we okay, can't cool. please everyone yeah. um and and whether it whether it helps whether it changes anything or not we we don't know but then likewise the government don't know so it's kind of like well we have to try something they have to try something because the obesity rates are climbing a rate that is just unbelievable um so if they don't do anything they seem to be not doing something as well so then they can't again they can't do right for doing wrong um i'm not in any way shape or form any way a, a big supporter of government in any way shape or form i think they're <laughs> fucking useless but they like i said what what can what can they do um that would be, I don't know what the solution is to that. Um, yeah, exactly. At least they're trying something. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm still a fan of the Ricky Gervais model um, of, uh, of the supermarkets. <laughs> he did it as a comedy show once. Do you remember it? No. He did. Um, so basically he was like, because he, he jokes about himself being overweight quite a lot because he was overweight. And he said, uh, and he used himself as an example. He's like, it should be like a cattle grid system whereby there's doors only certain people that are wide enough can fit through. And he's like, the fruit and veg aisle, anyone can go in that one. That's huge. The chocolate aisle, you have to be this thin to fit through the door. And like, and he does make like jokes and he wouldn't be able to get through it. And he's like, you can't get to the pastries. And it's like, like you say, you couldn't, you just don't see an arm going through because you can't get it because you're too big. But um, obviously that would never happen, but still quite funny. Quite a funny sketch that he does um, on that. But yeah, like I said, they can't do right for doing wrong. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a problem because it's, like I said, in numbers, obesity is one of the biggest killers. And yeah. it's also, I, in quote, quotation marks, preventable, I suppose, from that point of view. Um, somehow. <laughs> How, I don't know, but apparently it is. We're trying. Anyway, yeah. All right, well, we'll cap that there after a lovely long episode. We thought we had nothing to talk about today. Jesus. Yeah, there we go. We're not real. <laughs> Maybe we can just go off on one, can't we? Yeah. apparently yeah all good all right any other business any other business dan no not from me no nothing from me to be fair i think it's all um yeah we've got bank holiday coming up so i might actually take the bank holiday off Oof. i know i know i'm, pl- I'm toying with the idea of not working so Different. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be good i actually worked the last two easter friday good friday and easter Monday. good friday so. it's called yeah yeah correct yeah. good one well five Right, mate. Thanks Sweet. for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. See you later.